Hello, Bat fans, and welcome to the latest 5W's Bat podcast. In this Bat episode, we are looking at the latest Bat Batman film, The Batman, starring Edward the Vampire Bat as Batman. So strap yourselves in as we take that Bat ride in this Bat podcast and look at this latest movie. My name is Bat Macca, and I'm here with Catwoman AJ. Now! <laughs> so without any bad ado, Let's tune into this latest Bat podcast, same Bat time, same Bat channel. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Time to give two people recognition here. Uh, normally, it's we only give it to one. But firstly, we have Robert Patterson as Batman, who has come a long way since his days as Edward in Twilight. Thank God. Um, secondly, we have director Matt Reeves, who has come a long way since freaking Paul Bearer. Thank God times 100. What? The Batman. What I calculate to be the 11th solo film outing for the legendary and best DC character, Batman. Where? Set in Gotham City, to me, this is the most New York-looking appearance of Gotham, Gotham City that we've ever had. And, and in a lot of ways, the least gothic. I have no problems with it, but it's just the way they rendered it. Nothing wrong with that. It makes just I like it because it makes it different to the other films. When? Year two for Batman. Lol. Why? <laughs> DC knows when they're on a winner with Batman. That's why they keep making the films, and that's why we'll keep going to see them. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) on halloween gotham city mayor don mitchell jr is murdered by serial killer calling himself the riddler there was a lot of voyeuristic um, pov shots at the start here and there are more throughout the film uh with even bats himself uh, later being guilty of looking into people's lives (laughs) and getting caught out for it that was Funny. Do you remember? Did you see that part where he's, yeah. he's like, "Oh yeah, I was yeah, pretty much. I pretty much said to I was watching you <laughs> anyway." <laughs> well, um, the audience full of plebs I was with in the cinemas in Penrith went very quiet for the first half hour. I suspect it was the sort of film they weren't expecting. Um, we even had a guy who was cosplaying as Batman, but trust me, oh, this yeah. is not your '60s camp Batman. Bruce Wayne, who has operated in Gotham City for two years as a vigilante Batman investigates alongside the Gotham City Police Department. They introduced Batman keeping some sort of journal slash diary of his exploits. I've, I've never heard that in the films before. Anything like that in the comics, Macca, ever? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was picked up in from Batman Year One by Frank Miller and David Musicelli. Uh, yeah, it, it, like when, when all that started happening in the movie, I was like, like the fanboy senses were tingling i was like oh that's from batman you won <laughs> when they came out i was like oh I'm, I'm loving this i'm loving this but yeah it, it it's directly uh, ripped from that and 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 okay. you know it's an homage mate it's just it's, yeah it was it's no, fantastic I've got, no it? I've got no problems with it but <laughs> with, with a lot of things in this film i was looking at it thinking now, I don't think they've created this out of the blue. I think this is something from the comics that's filtered. Yeah, I've yeah. no problems with it. It's great. Anyway, yeah. Lieutenant James Gordon discovers that the Riddle left a message for Batman, but the GCPD Commissioner Pete Savage berates him for allowing Batman to enter the crime scene and forces him to leave. The Riddler kills Savage shortly afterward, leaving another message for the Batman. You are El Rata Alada and sending a video of his death to Gotham Media News. I, I really enjoyed the clues and riddles in this film. Uh, mm. To be honest, I was worried about it since they were pretty hokey in the 60s Batman version and with yes. the Jim Carrey version, but this worked really well. The use of ciphers was very Zodiac killer, which always creeps me out when people use this sort of thing because he was never caught. <laughs> Actually, the Riddler <laughs> costume design seems very Zodiac as well, but more on that later. Yeah, I, I, I was like, also sort of fanboying from this because it's like, oh, Batman's being the detective, the Dark Knight detective. We what? haven't had What's that in detective? pretty much in any of the other movies. We've had it a hmm? little bit. 
but nothing to this oh, a little bit but this was like oh yeah 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 not to this extent that's why i was like yep loving this tick 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 yeah okay batman and gordon uh, batman and gordon discover that the riddler left a thumb drive in mitchell's car it contains images of mitchell with a woman anika at the iceberg lounge a club operated by mobster carmine falcone lieutenant oswald penguin cobblepot batman questions the penguin who claims to know nothing but notice that Selena Kyle, Anika's roommate and girlfriend, works as a waitress at the lounge. Going to be doing through this all through the podcast. Any comic book basis for the Penguin appearance in this one, Maker? I, I thought he looked very great and very grounded and not over the top. So it, it, does he look like that in the comic book at all, ever? Not, not in the, I guess, the... I don't know what universe the actual because everyone's now got different reality universes, blah blah blah. There was, I think, a version of the penguin where he is, is a bit more like I said, scarred up and has a limp, okay. but it's not like you know, Danny DeVito penguin, like which yeah. we it sort of is more so how he looks like in the normal Batman comics. But like, I think, as, as I said, um, or saw somewhere that the way they sort of made Colin Frow with the way he's scarring sort of made his face look a bit more, you know, he's and his nose a bit beakish and his lips a bit pursed um, and, and also having a limp sort of gave him that penguin waddle with the face sort of, you know, slightly yeah. uh, penguin-esque yeah. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a natural way instead of like, you know, Danny DeVito, you know, <laughs> looking penguin. Uh, look, <laughs> we'll talk more about this later as well, but it, it's hard to do the comparisons of the previous films because they all occupy their own mm-hmm. universe as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so. yeah works in one universe wouldn't work in the other and vice versa as for Corin, colin farrell in that makeup fuck geez oh, <laughs> fantastic oh, fantastic man. job oh just 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 you know it's it's just unbelievable it was him under all that and but it looked so good it was done so well but also that wasn't just down to the makeup job it was also down to the cinematography and that sort of stuff mm. things were lit as darkly as possible for a lot of the film, you know, light enough so you could see what was happening, what was going on, but there's still a lot of silhouettes, a lot of backlighting, all that sort of stuff. So there, there wasn't, you know, some films where it's just, looks like, oh, I don't know if, if he had been lit incorrectly, it probably would have looked like shit, but yeah, it, it just looked really, really good. It follows Selena to Mitchell's house where they discover Anika's passport in the safe. Batman goes to Selena's apartment and to question Anika only to find her missing. Batman sends Selena back to the Iceberg Lounge to search for answers using his technology. Uh, more voyeurism with that contact lens thing. Technology <laughs> was a bit dodgy there. <laughs> it, was a, it was a little bit fantastic on the fantastic side, but whatever. It, 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 um, I'll talk more about that later. But, yeah, just, just the way that he was kind of with her as she went into the club and all that sort of stuff and telling her what to do and everything. It just, I just, uh, that was pressing all my buttons. Like, oh, man, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. Just, like just, I said, it's, it's, I mean, no, I know, I think Batman's cow now in the comics, he actually has eye lenses in the cow. Yeah. But like, it just sort of still sort of like, oh, this is like the comics. This is, you know, like there's, there's a little bit of tech, you know, unrealistic sort of tech, but it was just like, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> and yeah, just voyeurism all the time in this movie. It just, you, you feel like you're almost looking over somebody's shoulder for the whole movie. You're not, you, you're there with them, but you're not, face-to-face with them, it's, it's, it's mm. hard to describe, but it's done well, yeah. Through Selena, Batman discovers Gotham City district attorney Gil Coulson is on Falcone's payroll, but Selena shuts off communication after she encounters Falcone and Batman presses her about their relationship. I thought the Batman slash Catwoman alliance was done fairly well. Working together, but not really working. You know, working together. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, they, they yeah. still uh, they still had their different agendas and that sort of thing, and still still going for different targets. I don't think Catwoman had a scene with Bruce Wayne in the movie, did she? Oh, I'm just that's around seeing that in in our script, and it's like I don't thinking, think thinking, 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 thinking. No, I don't think she did. And I don't know, maybe they didn't do it because they were concerned about just pressing the hole. If she actually meets Bruce Wayne, she's going to bust him as Batman sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. this, was, this, was, this was also um, where he was using, uh, Patterson was using pretty much his own voice for a lot of the movie. It wasn't like that, the whole, yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that gruff sort of voice that Christian Bale mm-hmm. and to a certain extent um, 
uh, Michael Keating bunged on, and also um, Batfleck. I can't forget Batfleck. How can I do that? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I just would have been interesting to have a scene between the two. Would have been cool. Once again, we're nearly three hours runtime, so we had can't do everything. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> the Riddler abducts Coulson, straps a time bomb to his neck, and sends him to interrupt Mitchell's funeral. When Batman arrives at the scene, the Riddler calls him via Coulson's phone. He threatens to detonate the bomb if Coulson cannot answer three riddles. Batman helps Coulson answer the first two, but Coulson refuses to answer the third, so the Riddler kills him. Great sequence here. <laughs> Boom. I, I, liked, I liked how with this scene and also the first one where Batman came in, you just hear the thumping of the boots first. You know what I mean? Just that boom. Oh, yeah. Done, done really well. Really atmospheric. Um, th- this, is, this is a very, I wouldn't say a slower Batman, but it's a, it's a, more, it's a more steady sort of Batman. You know what I mean? He's, he's, not, he's not so worried about hiding from everybody. He tends to get in people's face. Like when he just rocks up to the nightclub himself. And, and that yeah. sort of thing in costume <laughs> and he fixes up the twins and that sort of stuff. Yes. Um, it, was, it, was the, it was a great sequence in the, in the church, lots of tension, uh, well done with the phone and all that other sort of stuff. Uh, a lot of this stuff had been revealed in the trailers, though, so this must have been early in the, sh- in the shooting schedule for that first <laughs> trailer, I guess, just something I noticed. Batman is knocked out by the explosion and taken to police HQ. There he confronts a bunch of cops who don't want to be working with a Cape Crusader. With the help of Gordon, who is really on his side, he eventually escapes police headquarters. I loved his confrontation with the cops. Yeah. Uh, I love the way they're trying to rip his mask off. Uh, I love the way Gordon <laughs> tried to help, you know, helped him escape. <laughs> and you know what I like best of all? I don't know if you noticed, but when he, when he got to the rooftop, he nearly shit himself <laughs> when, he, yes. when he realized he jumped out. Whoa! When he, when he realized how high he was <laughs> at the building when he nearly fell off. And just a brief moment of panic and vulnerability, which I really appreciate. And some other reviewers have pointed this out as well. Um, he's, he's, he's not chicken shit or anything like that. But he, to me, he's, he was very human. Very yeah, human, yeah, very human yeah. reactions in this film. Even when he escaped from the high point of the building, and I'm not going to reveal how. People have to go and see this movie. <laughs> They, even that didn't go according to plan and didn't work properly. And <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I, yeah. I just love a fallible and vulnerable hero. And that, that's what Batman's meant to be because he's the mortal. You know what I mean? He's not, yeah, you know, he's not Superman or anything like that. So, you know, um, all those years of Batman or Bruce Wayne taking his shirt off in the comics to reveal a very, very scarred body. I just love that sort of thing. You know, just, just the fact that he, he has he pays the price for the work he does. Superman sucks. <laughs> I can I can see why even since ever since the Keaton era, the Batman has been in a bulletproof suit. That has to be the case. There is only so much you can do with a hero like that and keep him believable. How about him being bulletproof in the comics, Maka? Yeah, I mean, in the past, it used to be pretty much just the the Bat logo on his chest was the only thing that really had Kevlar or you know like bulletproof yeah. armor. Yeah. But now it's a it's a little bit. I think the whole suit is some sort of um, Kevlar sort of weave. Uh, I think it's still more in the there is still more in the obviously in the chest piece and also in the in the in the cowl. Yeah. But yeah, the rest of the body, I think it, you know he. he he might get a nick or two through it, but like, yeah, it, it's still there's some sort of slight protection. Yeah, you have to do it just just to be practical, because you know if you just have him, you know, what, what's his only weakness? Bullets. <laughs> like, oh, Bullets. Yeah. How much a, how much of a crime fighter is he going to be? So that must have been I don't know. I, I remember a few a few comics in the seventies and early eighties where you actually see his costume pretty much get shredded while he's wearing it. Yeah. And it, was just, it was just fabric then even, even the, yeah. um, even the bat symbol. So it must've come, come along a little bit later on, probably around the Michael Keaton era or that sort of thing, I would say. So yeah. Batman and Gordon deduced that El Rata El Alada <laughs> may refer to the penguin and track him to a drug deal. They discover that Maroni's operation never actually had been did and that many GCPD officers are involved in it. Their plan to interrogate the penguin is interrupted when Selena arrives to steal the penguin's drug money and inadvertently exposes them. As the penguin flees, Selena discovers Annika's corpse in a car trunk. Batman captures the penguin after chasing him in a Batmobile, but then learns that he is not the informant. Oh my God. <laughs> the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> you say something first. <laughs> 
that noise. Oh, when the engine was starting up, the <laughs> rumble in the cinema was fucking oh, yeah. fantastic. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then when, you know, off he went, it's just like, oh, yeah. I reckon, like, I don't want to say this is probably, oh, don't want to say this is the best Batman, but it's definitely, oh, it's a for year two sort of Batman starting out. Yeah. Yeah, it's this this grunt machine. Like, yeah, I, I'm not a petrol head, but yeah, I. I yeah, just, it looked it looked and sounded good. It looked and yeah, sounded great. Yeah. They've all they've all looked and sounded good in the past. Once again, they all belong in True. their own universes. So you, yeah, yeah, it's really tough to compare them to this one. This one, yeah, it was just yeah, definitely just that muscle car sort of thing. I had the same thing when the roar of the Batmobile started up, and uh, it, it was deafening. And, Prior to that, it had been pretty quiet in the cinema where I was sound sound wise, but then it really ramped up at that point. And I'm mm-hmm. glad it did because I was just laughing at the top of my lungs in delight when it when it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just so fucking happy when I started up, and that and that's how to do it. Um, I read that the jet thruster on the Batmobile is is a throwback to um, Batman's the '66 series. Uh, where that first appeared apparently, but prior to that, it hadn't appeared in the comics. I, I was interested to discover. So that if, if anything's the one great innovation from that TV series, <laughs> it's, it's the Batman having the thruster at the back because I think just about every single one since has had something like that on it. Yeah, um, true. And also, I'm, I'm going to jump head, head to a point here. Was the Batmobile a customized model of the car that Bruce Wayne drove to the funeral earlier in the film? No. You sure? Yeah, he drove a. I don't. I don't know what year it was, but it was a, a Corvette Stingray. Is what he drove to the um, to the uh, funeral. Yeah. And this, I sort of saw something today where it might be based on a 1970 Plymouth um, muscle car. The Batman. Um, the bat there. Yeah, the Batmobile. Is, it yeah. looks like it's based on that. And sort of, I sort of had a quick look in pictures of the nose and and the bonnet of that definitely look like what the batmobile has oh, okay. in this with obviously with the, the jet engine in the back but like, <laughs> you mean that's not the original car <laughs> no <laughs> but, it, yeah. that, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but no no the car that he drove to the funeral was a yeah corvette stingray probably okay. uh 1960s or 19 okay. maybe late 50s well, early, early 60s me- one to me, it at least had echoes of the style of the Batmobile. I thought just, just, just. A- oh yeah, it, it, you know, yeah. he's definitely having the black sports cars, he, yeah. like you know, gr- grunty muscle sort of yeah. sports cars, yeah, definitely. Exactly. And and it's better than oh god. Usually when we see him driven in a car in the Batman movies, it's usually Alfred driving around in some bloody old British shitbox <laughs> or something like that. So yeah. I thought that looked really cool, and that was another innovation. So I'll go back to the other point. Um, I liked the um, world's greatest detective joke from the Penguin. Uh, so I, kn- I knew what that was from, just from the thing. Yeah. And I think I was the only one in the cinema who laughed at that stupid plebs. <laughs> Sometimes The number of times it's happened to me at a cinema, I laugh at a joke. Nobody else laughs at a joke. It's like, what's fucking wrong with you people? Don't you read anything or just, ah. Oh. Batman and Gordon go to invest. Get the ruins of an orphanage operated by Bruce's parents, Tom- Thomas and Martha. I learned that the Riddler was a resident at the orphanage and holds a grudge against Thomas. He has decided to, to target Bruce since Thomas and Martha were killed when he was a child. Some interesting points here in this about young Bruce still being well off compared to other orphans and that sort of thing, which is a fair point. And I, I, once again, I don't know if this point has been made in the comics, but uh, I, I thought I thought they they you know did a good job of making the movie. So you know, it, and once again he was orphaned and all oh, that's terrible. But he still had fucking Alfred look after him and all that sort of stuff at mm. least. So you know the proper not proper orphans, but the other orphans just had a much tougher life. So yeah. Bruce's butler and caretaker Alfred Newworth is hospitalized after opening a letter bomb that the Riddler sent for Bruce. Excellent little sequence of the letter bomb. Um, I think this is the first time we've mentioned. Alfred, Alfred, played by Andy Serkis. He does a really good job. Mm. Probably could have done with a little bit more of him in, in the film towards the end, but we'll talk about that later. The Riddler then leaks evidence alleging that Thomas, who was running for mayor when he was murdered, hired Falcone to kill a journalist for threatening to reveal embarrassing details about Martha's history of mental illness. So a bit of a dark side for Bruce's parents here. Uh, a lot of this is from the graphic novel Batman Earth One. Uh, which mm. explores the potential dark side here, as well as g- having 
as well as in that one, apparently Batman has to grow into his skills sort of thing, which this movie essentially does as well. Um, this is also where Martha's original surname is Arkham in this book, Martha Arkham. So uh, yes, have you, are yes. you familiar with Batman Earth 1? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, oh, it's, I think it's now up to a ver, uh, like a third volume, which Some, I haven't yeah, read. Yeah. But, yeah. But um, I, I also sort of think um, Snyder, took a little bit of reference from Earth One in regards. It's it's pretty much instead of Alfred being, you know, the toffee nose, just the butler, Alfred actually was an ex-military or ex-SAS yeah. who sort of came and looked after the Waynes as, you know, yes, as a butler, but it was more of a bodyguard. And yeah. I think Andy, oh, we should say, you know, Andy sort of mentioned that, yeah, he, he sort of was, you know, was sort of hired as a bodyguard also to sort of look after Thomas um, back back before he was murdered. But, yeah, it and, and it's sort of like Jeremy Irons. I think also his version of Alfred was kind of, like I said, similar to the one that yeah. was from Earth One. Yeah. Um, it's more of a military sort of dude instead of like, you know, what we've got from, uh, what, what was it, what's the, the, obviously the TV Alfred was just sort of as it as, was as a butler. He's a bit old, he's a bit of an old doddering yeah. sort of old man. And what was it, is it what's his King? name? Michael... Michael, what was Michael, well, Michael Goff? Yeah, like he was, you know, just more of a, a butler instead of you know yeah. a, a tech wizard. Uh, to, you know, but basically, Earth One Alfred uh, taught uh, Bruce how to fight. Oh. Not not all his skills, but pretty much, yeah, you know, raised him to how to you know turned him into a soldier. A devastated Bruce who grew up believing his father was a morally upstanding man confronts Alfred. Alfred confirms that Thomas asked Falcone to intimidate the journalist, but decided to turn Falcone over to the police after learning of the murder. He summarizes that Falcone had Thomas and Martha killed to prevent this. They've woven a very complex story <laughs> um, into this movie, uh, full of people making mistakes and incorrect assumptions. It's done very well. Some, mm. I, was, I was thinking, yeah, I didn't really care, but some plebs might, might struggle <laughs> with the complicated plot, though. Another issue I'll mention here is that this is the final scene with Alfred. Um, I think we needed something right at the end um, of the film to finish this part of his story arc. I, I think it was a bit, just looked a bit incomplete, you know what I mean? He just, I think he just needed a final scene with Alfred somewhere down the line where Alfred could pat him, pat him on the back and go there, there, or something like that. Um, but I can imagine they must have had Studio people losing their minds about the length of this film anyway, so I can understand why <laughs> if there was anything like that, and maybe it was scripted, but, yeah, it certainly didn't make it to the film we saw. Selena tells Batman that Falcone is her father and stole the Penguin's money because he neglected her. She learns that Anika was strangled after Mitchell told her that Falcone was the informant and resolves to kill him. Uh, I enjoyed this, getting to see the way the characters interacted and all that sort of stuff with Selina using the bat signal and all that sort of thing. A lot of very clever stuff there. Batman and Gordon arrive at the Iceberg Lounge in time to stop her and arrest Falcone, but the Riddler snipes him from a nearby building. Unmasked as forensic scientist Edward Nashton, the Riddler is arrested and incarcerated in Arkham Asylum. I don't know. This, this is one weakness. Something didn't, quite, didn't work quite right with the Falcone part of the story arc. I just felt that he was a bit wasted, even though he was just a pawn in the game. Maka, what do you reckon? I I think this is actually the best version we've got of him. Do I you? mean, I know, was it Tom? What was his Tom? I can't remember what his name. The guy obviously played him in the, in the Nolan movies. Yeah. He was all right. But I, I think he got to be a bit of an asshole in this, and which which is Falcone is, is, is kind of like that in the comics. But, yeah, yeah, but even then, once again, they killed him off. And it's like, uh, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to keep that character alive because, you know, that's that, it, you know, we, we get, you know, Batman up against the supervillains all the time. And, and it's, it'd be just, it's just uh, I like it if they just do have occasionally just, the, you know, the crime boss or that sort of thing. Which oh, but Peng up. Penguin will take over the role. Oh, Penguin will take over the role. But he's going to go full <laughs> Penguin next one, I'm sure. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> uh... At Arkham. Nashon says he is envious of the sympathy Bruce received after his parents' murder while he was ignored and wanted to partner with Batman and become a similar masked vigilante. I like the unveiling of the Riddler as a pathetic loser. 
um, pretty similar to the Norma Maga types, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just I live in my mom's basement and I have fun. Uh, Lowell, once again, a villain who might be no physical match for Batman because you just tell Batman to punch the shit out of him, but yeah. he's definitely an intellectual one, um, a mentally deranged emo. Um, Riddler certainly seemed to lose a lot of his confidence when unmasked. Um, that was really cool as well. You've you've seen that guy in Little Miss Sunshine, haven't you? He was, he was in that. Yeah, he's fantastic in that. And also was um, Brian Wilson in the – he played the young Brian Wilson in, in a um, Beach Boys movie. Oh, okay, I haven't seen that one. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, he, he was really good for the part. I, I really like the fact that, you know, it must be tough. Sometimes it must be tough for an actor like him when they say it's like, well, we're not going to actually see your face for 90% of the movie. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's, and he, yeah. even when, you know, the only mask the Riddler wore in the past because the Frank Gorsh and Jim Carrey one was just that eye mask <laughs> sort of thing. God, it was yeah. kind of lame. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. He, he did a really good job once again. So, yeah. After Batman angrily rejects Nashton, he reveals that he has placed numerous car bombs around Gotham. Uh, I like the part of the police officer helping Batman figure out what the tool for <laughs> lifting carpet was. That's a, that seemed to have been planted since the start of the movie. That was done well. Uh, more great detective work and, you know, figuring out lifting up the carpet yeah. and, and that sort of stuff. The scene where Batman did, um, in inverted commas, interrogate the Riddler had some similarities to the uh, uh, Batman interrogating the Joker in uh, Dark Knight especially the what have you done sort of thing and all that. True, sort of yeah, and, yeah. But... And I'm not, look, I'm not finding fault. I'm just just, just <laughs> pointing out where, where so, I don't mind the fact it does draw in threads from lots of different things and, you know, lots of, lots of similar sort of things. I've got no problems with it all, but it's just, it's just something I noticed. So, yeah. The bombs destroy Gotham's reservoir and flood the city. Batman discovers that Nashon cultivated an internet following which plans to assassinate Mayor-elect Bella Real in the ensuing chaos. Is she a comic character? No, that I know of, no. Okay. Um, I think they could have been, they could have done a bit more to hint at Riddler's little group of followers earlier on. Um, maybe some events where Riddler seemed to be in two places at once or something like that. Just, just a bit of a hint of a precursor sort of thing um, because the way it is, they just come in out of the blue uh, yeah, out of nowhere, and I'm not such a fan of that sort of thing. You know what I mean? It just, just a hint mm. that there was more than just Riddler working on these schemes, yeah, and just to have them scratching their heads, like I don't know how one person could have done this sort of thing. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that would have, yeah. And this is this is a minor flaw. I'm not, I'm not highlighting it as a major flaw, but like I say, just the way they all suddenly appear, it's like, huh? So, what do you think? I think I, I actually liked it how it was sort of left secret, and then they sort of. Or like, you know, I think Bass probably thought it was all over. And then he went, oh, shit, actually, Riddler's sort of done this. Mm. It's another little like, riddle has come out of the, you know, the, the pipe work sort of thing. And, oh, shit, now I've got more stuff I've got to contend with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't mind that. But it was, uh, but what I, what I was thinking of was something more like, I don't know how long it's been since you've seen Hot Fuzz, where it was a large group of people <laughs> were the killers you know, all dressed up in yeah. black and that sort of and that sort of thing. And, and there was some points, especially when one was escaping, that um, one got away. And but it was only because that, it was the double that confused them, sort of thing. Uh, just just something like that that could have been explained later on. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Mm. That, that's that's just me nitpicking. I, I think I've just got a slightly better idea than what they had, so they should give me money to make the next movie. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, the mayor seems to recover from being shot very quickly. Um, but that's pretty typical sort of Hollywood stuff. Unless you take a head wound or a torso wound, <laughs> generally you're going to be walking around laughing and joking within five minutes. Batman takes down Nashton's followers with Selena's help and begins to aid in recovery efforts. Selena resolves to leave Gotham, deeming it beyond saving, while Nashton befriends an inmate in Arkham. Riddler has a friend. <laughs> Who could that be? I'm confused. All right, um, the director says, Matt Reeves says, this isn't necessarily the way he will go with the next film, which is fair enough. Mm. I mean, I, mean uh, I guess it means once and for all that we won't be seeing Joachim Phoenix's Joker again, which is kind of a pity because um, that would have worked if it was just sort of like that one-off cameo, you know, you know what I mean, giving it that bit of linkage between the two. Um, and, yeah, it would have been nice to see, I think, him is in the cameo even if they didn't run with it in the next movie. It just, it just would have given that other Joker <laughs> film a little bit more legitimacy, if you know what I mean, just, just to 
tie it in. But anyway, um, what do you reckon? Uh, I, I liked how they used Barry. I, I like you could say maybe he's one of Joker's clowns that you know. Yeah. Because remember, Phoenix's Joker was when Bruce was a little kid. Oh yeah, he'd have to be a much older person. I know that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but that's. Now, even then, that's continuity. You could just fucking ignore it if you wanted to anyway. You know what I mean? This is, this is Earth One Batman, so we can just do whatever the fuck we want. Um, I think, I think it was, he said that he's not actually the Joker yet. Oh, it's okay. just some Joe Blow yeah. who possibly will become the Joker. I think um, Reeves has come out he's, saying. He's just Joe Chill, is he? Or uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Chill or... Oh, what was he in the? Uh, yeah, he's just Joe Chill. He's the guy who actually shot. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Thomas, Thomas and Martha. Martha. <laughs> Which upset people, I know. Martha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Batman. Who I liked Batman helping in the rescue efforts. I initially wasn't sure, but ultimately they did did have it work. You know, it did work for him to do that sort of thing. Um, I like the final shots of Selena riding away in the rearview mirror. Uh, once again, very voyeuristic, <laughs> uh, which is in keeping with the rest of the film. Bats on a bike is always cool, but that wasn't a specific bat bike, was it? That was just his regular bike, I think. So, I think it's probably tricked out, just like he, like the car. Okay, um, all right, fair enough. Let's let's move on. <laughs> and, and, uh, come on, should I now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, things I like. You just jump in whenever. Um, cool. Okay, first thing. No more reenactments of the death of Bruce's parents. <laughs> I know, but I've I've seen things where people are crying that, that they didn't do that. I was oh, like, oh, no, my God. They've done it every single time since. Even when they did it in, in the first Justice League movie, I was sitting there it's like, mm. do we have to? It was, it was shot really <laughs> well, done well. But I'm still sitting there it's like, do we have to go through this again? <laughs> so so for them not to finally not to include it in this one, to, to actually rely on the audience to have some, you know, assumed knowledge from the past is good. Uh, Even though we do see pics and they talk about the event, um, they give the audience enough credit, they know what happens, so we don't have to see it on screen again, lol. The other thing I like, the music from the trailers um, was used in this film. (laughs) That's that's, that's, that's not too common these days. I like it. Um, No Two Steps from Hell's generic music. That music is okay, but is often overused. You know what Two Steps from Hell is? No, sorry, you have to. Um, that's some guys. They they just make atmospheric music, and and a shit ton of it gets used in soundtracks. So oh, when you okay, hear okay. when you hear great music in a soundtrack, it's like, oh, what two steps from hell song is this? So because <laughs> um, they did one for Aquaman, they did one was using Doctor Strange and all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Also, the way they used "Underneath the Bridge" by Nirvana, and uh, no, something's in way. Sorry, by Nirvana. And, and that sort of stuff. <laughs> like I said, to me, sometimes, you know, the trailer is a bit of a promise. All this is going to be in the movie, but when the music's completely different sometimes, it's like ripped off, but not nah, all the same music. Um, the soundtrack in general is freaking awesome. Uh, yeah. The main characters had their own leitmotif. You know what a leitmotif is? Please tell me you know what a yeah. leitmotif is. Theme, or, no, no, but I know it probably means theme they tune. Get, yeah, they, only get, they, they all get their own little tune sort of thing. Yeah, that was good. I really enjoyed that. Um, Batman's footsteps, as I said before, used a couple of times oh, for fuck, to good effect. I loved it. I yeah. absolutely loved that. I mean, well, well, even prior to the footsteps, like mm. the the two sort of crimes that were happening, uh, like the was it, I think I saw some someone call him the Drophead, who yeah. robbed the you know the Seven Eleven, and then the guys were graffitiing the town hall, yeah. and then when the yeah. Batman symbol was up there, and just yeah. them looking into the black shadows, yeah. were just like. Like I was just going, oh, this is awesome! Like you know, but, you know, best movie. And then, obviously, we, we, we you get you could probably say like the third crime, and yeah. where, where Batman actually was, and then him coming out yeah. off the, at the uh, train station, and they're just you yeah. know like clunk, clunk, yeah. clunk, and out, and then boom, out of the shadow, and I was just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> just freaking awesome and, and just attention to detail a lot of people would forget about that sort of thing they usually do show how cool his boots are just these big black monstrosities but yeah this time <laughs> they used it to even better effect i thought riddler's costume design was awesome simple but memorable have we any background to that sort of appearance in the comics for riddler Mako? no um i know i had i need to sort of reread it there's been talk that 
part of the Riddler was based on a, sort of a series uh, called um, Hush, uh, oh, okay. where he he sort of was sort of a main character. Uh, I don't know if it was some brainwashing or, or you know using you know more psychological sort of riddles. Yeah. Um, I mean, I need to reread that in regards to it, but and I can't remember what he sort of wore on that, but. No, basically these days he sort of he sort of has just wears a, a suit uh, and a sort of a bowler hat uh, oh, okay. um, with a sort of a, a um, question mark cane. But yeah, like no, not not like this. But I, as you said, I think you mentioned that I, I don't know if you're going to say this later on, but like you said, something similar to what the actually Zodiac Killer wore. What, yeah, is that it's, it's, it's got similarities to that costume, including I think the symbol. Um, I think the Zodiac did have his symbol on his costume and that sort of thing. So, yeah, there's there's that similarity as well. Especially, yeah, I definitely know that um, cling wrap, or uh, I think they're saying, uh, is it Saiyan wrap, however it's said in the States, where Saiyan don't want to be associated with the Riddler that has come out. Um, uh, the, the, guy, the Riddler guy, the guy who played the Riddler has come out saying that, I've been told I'm not allowed to say Saiyan wrap. <laughs> uh, so we're just saying like plastic wrap. And then he sort of went into um, on the first day, he sort of, you know, they did that wrap. He said, Oh, how about we wrap my head in this? And then he was sort of filming. And then he said, Oh, I've started seeing spots. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit dizzy and sweaty. And um, he said, No, no, I don't want. And he said, I don't want to be that guy who um, sort of, you know, halts everything and sort of says, Oh, you know, look, my head hurts or, you know, I'm sweating or, you know, but I, it's not leaking, you know, out of the plastic. Um, but then, like, he, when he came in the next day, uh, back to the, you know, the second day, they, I think he must have had a little chat and they poked holes in the plastic so it would breathe. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Most times, um, you know, product manufacturers are happy to have their products referenced in some yes. shows, but not all of them for some reason. <laughs> um, I haven't mentioned it in the thing, uh, but I'll mention it now. Um, the, the bat suit, really well designed. Um, oh, really yeah. looked good. Those um, silver arrow things down the back of the arms and all that sort of stuff. That looked really good there. The headgear looked really good. You know, go, but going back to when the trailer came out, you, you see the makeup around the eyes, but that's just being honest because that's what every Batman does. So mm. it's just the first time they've shown it. But um, all that sort of stuff. Catwoman's outfit, outfit looked pretty good. They, they were trying to be a little bit more subtle with it than, say, um, Earth Kid or that sort of Catwoman outfit, but it still looked really good. So, mm. yeah. I loved the beanie. I loved how the beanie just had that slight ears look. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, exactly. as you said, subtle, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Don't know about it being pulled across the nose like that. That looked a bit, a bit strange, but whatever. That, that's that's a minor point. It's a mask. It's a mask. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, um, beautiful cinematography and lighting. Um, oh, yeah. Even when we see Batman in daylight, he's still lit appropriately and looks cool. That that was mm. the one thing that really did give me the shits of the last Nolan film. They showed Batman in daylight and he wasn't lit properly. They should have kept him more in shadows and... Just in daylight, anybody in that costume is like, ah, but no, nah, in this movie it worked because <laughs> they did it so like in the morning, sunlight, dawn sort of thing. Mm, mm. stuff. Still looked really good. Really looked really good with him coated in mud, all that sort of stuff. Um, really good there. The dual nature of Bruce Wayne say, and the slash Batman identity was explored, as was the Riddlers. They, they've kind of done this before, but they did a really good job with it on this one. And, and just pointing out that, you know, you're, you're Bruce Wayne, you're privileged and all that sort of stuff, which is fair enough. And this is where the, this is where the anti-woke crowd comes in. It's like, oh, you shouldn't have, are you guys communist or something? You're saying it's a crime to be rich. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. But um, yeah, more of that later. What I also liked, while we did have a fair amount of high tech in this film, it didn't really overwhelm things. You know what I mean? It's, um, oh yeah. Some, some Batman films in the past, a, a, including Nolan stuff, have ended up looking a bit like Bond films sometimes or the latest high-tech gadgets to get bats out of trouble. But this wasn't really the case here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it, like I said, I think the only sort of thing that sort of didn't sort of seem realistic was the was the contact lens yeah. camera. That's other than that, I think pretty much all the other sort of technology used right. was pretty yeah. much yeah. Uh, realistic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I like the contact lens thing and the singer is telling Catwoman to do while wearing it was good. was done well. Example, how to use the tech at least. I mm. don't think we ever saw the Batmobile interior too clearly, did we? Normally they do a bit of a focus. Not really, no, no. But, but 
Um, it was fine once again. Yeah, not overwhelming with the tech and all that sort of thing. You could have could imagine it's a relatively normal car in the, even in the interior. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, yeah, I love the costume. Love, I, I like the first. I actually love how. I mean, I know it, it. There's been similarities of how the starting of the Joker, and boom, we got the big the Joker text, and then boom, we got the Batman text, which is pretty much done in the same way. But yeah. that that first sort of I don't know five minutes I was just like this is fucking awesome like the yeah. lighting the the the, the editing that the, you know just was fantastic and, and like you know going back like I loved Colin Farrell as the penguins makeup was fantastic I mean I, I love the story where he supposedly went into a Starbucks no one knew who the fuck he was <laughs> and, and and he and he we, while wearing the makeup um but like I think we've seen the makeup for um Tom Hanks as was it in in the Elvis movie that is in and yeah. that looks shit in yeah. what I saw in in the in the trailer to that so yeah exactly yeah. It, yeah. it 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 looked it looked like you know it was prosthetics stuck on Tom Hanks here yeah. it was like Colin Farrell was a completely different person yeah disappeared altogether yeah yeah disappeared altogether even knowing I think did he go over a little bit of top with the De Niro impersonation I don't know uh, but like. I, uh, I think it was it, it suited the character. It's 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 it 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 was fan, it was fantastic. Well, like I'm, if 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 Robert De Niro was probably whew, thirty years younger, they probably would have got him in for this. I, I, I think it's I think it's the sort of thing. Once again, all, all they knew with the penguin is what they didn't have to do was like you know just leave yeah, that out true, and, and, and you know just and and not have the too comic booky sort of costume. You know, and I, I think it was always going to have the potential to work well, which it did. So yeah, I, I see a point there, and that's exactly right. I, I wonder. I, I just wonder because you know, don't forget, this was what supposed to be out this time last year. So um, between oh, yeah. over delays uh-huh. and all that sort of stuff, uh, you, you just have to wonder if it's just possible. Me, yeah, maybe having that little bit of extra time could have made this an even better film. I, I think that's entirely possible. You know, give give them a little bit more time to do the rendering, even though. The C- whatever CGR they used wasn't obvious. They've had to have used it, of course, but you know what I mean. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I, I look. I, I, I is it? Is it? No, no. I'll, I'll save it for later. My general thoughts on the film overall, but okay. I think the cast were all, all fantastic. Jeffrey Wright. We haven't mentioned him yet. I think I love Jeffrey Wright. I, oh, I think I've awesome. yeah. always been a fan of his. But the the you know the dynamic duo you could sort of say to me was actually Patterson and Wright in in the the way Gordon and 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 Bats yeah, well, sort that, of communicated. It's just ah, oh, it was so absolutely. It was it was like I so said, well like done. I say later on, it was the most screen time I think that Batman's ever had, and it's definitely the most screen time that Commissioner Gordon's ever had because they're working together. But I'll talk more about that later because I've got a few. I do. Sorry. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll just proceed to things I didn't like. It was too long. Just just. It just needed, no. I think, just 20 minutes. I, okay, I'll put it like this. I don't know what you could have cut. Well, that's the thing. I would need to see it again to see where you, you, what, what, what could be done, if there is anything that could be done. Um, I, I would suggest maybe, um, and I'm going to talk more about this later as well, this is supposed to be coming out on streaming in some like 40 or 45 days, which I think yeah, is yeah, that's true. So I, I think streaming might've been a place for an, an extended cut as a way to promote it on streaming. You know what I mean? So that makes sense. Yeah. You're yeah. right about that. I think it just, just, it just, you know, it, the pacing was fine and I, I wasn't sitting there looking at my watch, you know, but, but it, it's, it's still, it's still just a bit too long. My other, the other thing I didn't like, I kind of mentioned what happened to Alfred. He disappeared. After the hospital scene, I think you needed one more concluding scene with Batman because he generally gets them. You know what I mean? They usually yeah, have a true. Bit with Alfred at the end. Once again, though, the, the runtime was like, I'm sure they were just like, oh, my God, how long is this movie going to be? Could have used some more Batmobile action, but maybe it was better using it sparingly. You know what I mean? Leave us wanting more. Right? I, I think it was thing. enough. I mean, I, yeah, I think there would have been slightly over. I mean, I wasn't actually expecting that much that we saw, so I think maybe I'm, I maybe it, it fulfilled my um, yeah my wanting of of how the Batman that Batmobile was utilized. Um, very dialogue heavy. I don't I don't mind. Just could have done with it. It was just a little more anxious action interspersed with it. Sometimes we were sitting there for quite some time waiting for somebody to get punched. 
Wow! That's, that's been the detective side of things. That's been the detective. That's why. That's why I actually oh. like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, maybe because of my. I mean, I'm not not saying you're not a Batman comics fan, but like obviously, I'm more of the comic nerd. It, it to me, this was more like the comics. Uh, uh, not not that he's. That's that's uh, the impression I got. That that, no, that no, style that, of Batman that, is. That's I mean, like, I got. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's more like the year one uh, comics Batman, where he's still, well, obviously it's year, year two, and there is actually a series called Year Two. I don't think, I mean, obviously he's he's still, he's not a rookie Batman, but he's still, as you said, he's still sort of finding his way, learning what to do or like, you know, what ga- like, you know, what his gadgets when he jumped off the GCPD um, building. Yeah. So as I said, I don't want to do spoilers for that, but um, yeah. I I I don't think it yeah I don't think it was too long. I, the, the heavy was the only any sort of issues I I sort of have with the film and I don't know do you call it the third act or not? But like, why are they going into a place that's below sort of street level, <laughs> which is the, was it the Madison or should I say sorry Gotham Square Garden, yeah, which is below sort of sea level <laughs> when all the water's going to run into it. Yeah. It's like, shouldn't you be going up the higher ground? <laughs> so that, that, so that, that, to me, to me, that 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 was a bit eh. And also, yeah. like, no offense to Zoe, um, I really don't think she would have been able to pull Batman up like she did. Even even with that, you know, if she sort of got that, you know, when you know people have adrenaline and they can, you know, turn cars over oh, or yeah, you know, push yeah, cars yeah. over, yeah. I still don't think she would have been able to pull Batman up like she did. But she did, so just forget about it. But she did, I know. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. That's my yeah. that's my only two issues with the whole movie. Yeah. So, like, that's what I mean. I, I like, I, I mean, I, I'll, like I said, I'll summarise later on in, yeah. in what, what, what I, my feelings on the movie. <laughs> yeah. This film owes more to the movie Seven than it does to the previous Batman <laughs> films. So direct comparisons don't work. When was the last time you saw Seven? Oh, it's been a while. But but yeah. saying that, yeah, you definitely could see the yeah. like, like Riddlers and uh, I can't remember what the bad guy in Seven's name was. Or he didn't Na- have a name. Naughty Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Naughty Kevin Spacey's yeah. yeah. journals look quite yeah. similar. In yes, in, um, yes, that was that was another one. Penmanship yeah. and, and all that, that was sort of very stuff. Very similar. <laughs> but saying that, I think maybe the Zodiac Killer was a bit like that too. I think from from um, what they think so. They they we, certainly got correspondence from the Zodiac that was in that was mm. in cipher and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and there's there's some ciphers I haven't even cracked. So I was like Jesus, <laughs> um, and they, and once again they're wondering if you know maybe he made a mistake or deliberately fucked them over. Um, there's some humor in the film. I uh, probably could have done with just a tiny bit more sometimes. I, you know, I know it's meant to be serious and it can always be said it probably takes itself more serious than it should, but fuck it, it's Batman. You know, that's it's what you're there for. You know, it's like, and I, I guess if we want, you know, camp or, 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 ga- or gaggy stuff, we just go to Batman 66. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> also, as I said, I think this must be the Batman movie where Batman himself gets the most screen time. Say, uh, same for Gordon once again. And he wasn't even commissioner by the end of it, was he? So it'll probably be like no, uh, the Nolan yet, no. ones because with the Nolan ones, he didn't get commissioner until halfway through the second one. So yeah, I, I mm-hmm. like the way I like the way they work together, but you know, uh, as you said, dynamic duo and Batman usually has somebody <laughs> else working with him. So maybe this incarnation of Batman could get a decent Robin. Uh, no Wayne Manor, well, not not the one we're used to. Is that from the comics at all? Well, where I mean, I, I thought there was a Wayne Manor, but like that was it was no. on top of the Wayne um, train station where which became the Batcave. Uh, there's been some complaints from the Go Work Go Broke Brigade. Um, seriously, they can get fucked. The simple thing, you know, they, they just the second they see anything vaguely left wing in a film, they act like it's a commies invading for God's sake, <laughs> stupid Trumpian idiots. They can get fucked. Um, comparisons to the previous Batman films. As I said before, for me, each incarnation of Batman essentially exists in its own universe and is suited to the film and universe that he is in. So I don't think comparisons are a good idea. What do you reckon? Mm. I don't think it's but fair. You, you know what I mean? But if you had to pick. <laughs> uh, if I had to pick a better film, sure. You know, I'd, I'd probably give this top of, the, top of the rung at the moment and I'd give it to you know the Nola ones further down and so on. But, uh, but yeah. like I say, yeah. I, I watch... 
you know, I, I do, I've watched the Michael Keaton one recently and it hasn't aged desperately well, but I remember, I remember at the time it was just, it was the bee's knees because it was all we had and it was true. It was, it was darker than the Adam West version, you know, and, and that meme I sent you the other day, every, every 10, 15 years, a darker version. Oh, I love that. Out. That meme is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. So, <laughs> but yeah, it really did symbolize. It's like each time Batman gets darker and grittier, I'm sure we're going to get a version of the future. He's just wearing a pair of jeans and a, and a flannelette shirt. And <laughs> come here, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, you, you are right in, in that way. You, you can compare the films themselves, but just, just to compare acting you know, actual Batman and the stories and all that sort of stuff, it's not really fair because they are products of their time. And, and if anything, you know, like I say, looking at the Tim Burton one, it's the first thing that's creaky is the special effects. And it was just, it was mm. the best they could do at the time, you know. But and- I, I, I saw it sort of, uh, when I mean recently, like say in the last two years or something, it, it, it was on... I think Foxtel, I was just, you know, flicking around and, you know, I just watched a bit of it. Mm. The Joker was, um, fuck, what's his name? Um, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson's Joker. It's fucking freaky. Like, I just didn't sort of, like I said, I hadn't seen it for, I haven't, well, I I haven't seen it for years. And just sort of seeing him again, I was just like, fuck, he is, you know, like they sort of, like you thought Heath's was, Heath's was, um, you know, out there. Yeah. Just sort of going back to sort of Nicholson's and it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, he is a bit fucked up too. Like it just not wasn't like playing. I thought, you know, I think when, when it first came out, we're all sort of thinking, oh, he's being, you know, Cesar Romero type Joker with a yeah. little bit of, you know, darkness. Yeah. But yeah, it, no, it, it was a lot lot darker. Oh, yeah, uh, he's, he's brutal. He when I seen, that you know. sort of stuff. Yeah, blows, mm-hmm. blows away um, Jack Palance in cold blood, Use, uses yeah. his little um, wrist zapper to electrocute that guy and turn him into a smoldering corpse. So, oh, yeah, there's definitely that element in there. But, but there is that darkness in the film, but it's, it's a different kind of darkness to this one. Yeah. And, and, and Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and absolutely. it's gothic. Yeah, this one isn't so much gothic. The other one was gothic. And it's just, just the way it is. But, but like I say, you just, and so, you know, and, but I look at it, just each, each encounter, I think, I, I don't think we've ever had a really bad Joker in our time. Even Jared Leto was fine. It's, it's just finding that inner maniac and running with it. And, and that's the Joker. Mm. That's just how he is. So, yeah. Um, and that's why I was really worried when they said, "Oh, it's going to be the Riddler in this one." It's like, "Oh no, <laughs> how is that <laughs> going to work?" Because I can remember, you know, Frank Gorshin. But once again, Frank Gorshin was okay in his time in his show. Um, the Jim Carrey one, yeah, not said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but anyway, I mean, so- he played it right. He played it right. I mean, he was better than Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face. But oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. Uh, but like, okay, I maybe like I said. I'm a comic book nerd, read Batman. Yeah. Riddler is kind of fucked up these days in the comics. And mm. I could see it this working, definitely working. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. I didn't have any hesitations with you know Riddler being used as the villain. And 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 it's good. Like it's I guess, I mean, do we actually think the Schumacher ones are canon or, or not? You know, like in, in a, like I, oh. I, I, I I as in as in like you know the the Riddler, yes. The only sort of thing I can think of, yeah, Jim Carrey's, you know, <laughs> crazy sort of thing. And and yeah. you said the Gorshwin, but like, but to me, it's like, yeah. I don't think he's really been utilized uh, on on screen in a proper way. And as I said, like, he's he's pretty fucked up in the comics these days. He's, he's kind of like a, not as crazy as the Joker, but he's not far off these days in the comics. Yeah. He, 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 there's some pretty serious shit he's done um, yeah. in, the, in, in, in recent days in the comics. Yeah. Well, I, I think... Even though they're kind not, of not as fucked off as as as, as in, the, in this movie, but it's done some pretty. <laughs> well, pretty... <laughs> how long is this film supposed to have before it goes streaming? 40, 45 days or something like that. Yeah. Don't do it, Warners. You don't need to. No. They, they, I, I wanted to they... beat Spidey. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wanted I, to beat Spidey. They... Sorry. <laughs> I, I reckon they might change their mind because that policy of theirs came out when COVID was a lot more prevalent than what it is now. Mm. So, so they, you know, unless we get another new variant, it's been a while since we've had one. We were overdue. But um, unless we get another new variant, I, I would say it's like nah, just just let it do it, let it do it, let it do it. Cinema run. It made two fifty million in the opening weekend, and um, and that to me says if they push it hard enough, it'll get a billion at least. And fuck it, just go for it. You know, you don't need to fucking you know back off. 
Um, that Russian box office they'll miss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll do their own knockoff version like they did in the communist days. Uh, okay, so Mark, it's um, four and a half out of five for me. And I only knocked off one half a mark because of the overall length. Maybe they should have had, as I said before, had a tighter version of the film for a cinema release and a more extended version for the physical media streaming release. What do you reckon? Me, I'm, I'm going to read a comment that I made after seeing the movie and then I'll give myself, I'm going to give it 4.9 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've just seen the best Batman movie ever. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Nolan. Yeah. As much as I love your Batman, I think this is even better. And as I said, the only point one I'm taking off is is the um, below sea level going <laughs> below sea level <laughs> flood. Like, yeah. why go in that? And Zoe being able to pick pick him up. Other than that, I think the pacing was fantastic. I didn't think it was that long. It didn't feel that long to me. It was like reading a mini series. So, like each sort of chapter, sort of was like you know, I'm reading this comic. And then I went on to the next one and the next one and the next one. So it just kept going. And I, I, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, like I said, it, 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 this is going to be hard to um, top, I think. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. saying that um, Nolan was able to do it with Dark Knight. Yeah. But where is he? Where is he? Where's Reeves going to go with this? And as I said, that, that's for another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next one, it's, um, it's only supposed to be two, three years away, so it's not, not desperately far away. I'm, I'm sure it's going to get greenlit just because it's a Batman film and you know, $250 mm. million already, like I said, they're, they're well on the way to getting a billion over the next couple of weeks, and, and that's probably going to be one of the uh, biggest box office successes that um, DC's had for a while. And they know they can always... Oh, for you know, it, sure. Yeah. They know if things are going bad, they can just go back to the Batman well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just... <laughs> it, 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 it's just... You know, it, it's their one, as long as they get it right, it's their one normally guaranteed moneymaker. Um, I, I agree with a few people. It, it's it's still kind of unfortunate that Batfleck didn't get his own dedicated film. Uh, he's coming back. Well, this was, this. that's the history oh, of well, it. That's it the thing. Was, it started, yeah, well, that's the thing. It, it's, it started off as him being writer-director. I know, And he said, know, oh, I'm you know, stuck. I don't have time to, I don't have time to direct. We'll bring yeah. Reeves in. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do anything of them anymore. Mm. He's gone, and Reeves took over completely. So, like he's, for Reeves he's to still sort of come back out, the Flash one. So he is coming back. Supposed to be. I yeah. thought. I thought. I thought it was only Keating. No, I think was Keating getting, in the Batgirl. I think we're getting two uh, Batman in this one. So mm. <laughs> that's what I mean. Spidey's already done it. Multiverse. <laughs> Spidey's already done it. Just like they're bringing Professor Xavier back in Doctor Strange and confusing mm. people. Um, yeah. But but yeah, whatever. It's, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, it's just, yeah, you, you are right. This will be difficult to top. Um, it's like that at the end of every Nolan film as well, though. And it's like, and, and to be honest, just with the Nolan trilogy, it's like, how are they going to be able to top this at all? But they've shown it can be done. Uh, I'm going to go and see this one again in the cinemas at some point. God knows when. Um, cause yeah, really, me too. I want to, I've got to see it. Do that. If, if you're holding your home away for the streaming list, fuck it, go see it in the cinema. This is made for the No, screen. on the big screen. You've got yeah. to see this on the big yeah, screen. It's going to blow your mind. Uh, yeah, it, it's really good to see it that way. Even if you even if you get COVID out of it, it's worth it. But <laughs> uh, sitting next to this guy at the end of the movie, and he started. He, he was sitting with his girlfriend. He started as soon as as soon as it was done. He started banging on about how he thought the Nolan ones were better. And I'm just sitting. It's like, what fucking movie did you just watch? But, <laughs> but like I say, they're all in their own thing. Anyway, we'll wrap it up there. So thanks for listening, yeah. everybody. And if you've made it this far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll edit it down to two minutes. Okay, so <laughs> thanks for listening. So have a good day. Go see the movie. Definitely go see this movie. Na, 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 Batman, all that sort of stuff. Have yeah. a good time and we'll catch you later. See you next time at the next same bat time and the same bat channel. That's right. Thank you. Finally. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, Bat fans, and welcome to the latest 5W's Bat podcast. In this Bat episode, we are looking at the latest Batman film, <laughs> The Batman. Oh my God, I should read this before I run. You really I should, especially this first paragraph. <laughs> In this Bat episode, we are looking at the latest Bat Batman film, The Batman, starring Edward the Vampire as Bat. Hang on, starring Edward the Vampire Bat as Batman. So strap yourselves in as we take that bat ride in this bat podcast and look at this latest movie. My name is Bat Macca, and I'm here with Catwoman AJ. Meow! <laughs> so without any bat ado, let's tune into this latest bat podcast, same bat time, same bat channel. Did you actually watch the original series? No, I don't think you did. Anyway. <laughs>